How's it going, everybody? This is Whosoever Will. I'm Forrest. I'm Hunter. And we are here to tackle the tough questions. One take at a time. And the question today that we have for this episode, episode title, is are we comfortable? Are you comfortable doing whatever you're doing right now? Are you comfortable in your walk with the Lord? Are you are you searching Him and praying and talking to Him daily? Are you just kind of find yourself in the motions of going through your life and just going to church just because? And Or are you even, even in this time sitting on your couch and just kind of going about your business and letting it play on the TV while you do other things and listening to your church? And it's really easy to be comfortable nowadays, Forrest. Yeah. It's very easy to be comfortable. I mean, we can look at it as a physical sense. I mean, how easy is it to wake up in the morning before you go to school or you go to work and you sit down on your couch and you get comfortable and you just don't want to get up and go? You know, it's mm-hmm. so easy to get comfortable. And this is the same way in our spiritual life. Um, with this COVID going on right now, especially, we can get so comfortable because, you know, a lot of churches now are on online services. And it's a great thing. Online Church is great. I mean, it allows us to reach people we would have never been able to reach before, and it allows us to have services when people can't make it. You know, it's understandable. But there comes a time when this COVID stuff comes to a close and it's safe to go out again that, you know, we'll, we'll still be doing this Facebook Live. And mm-hmm. you'll still be doing this podcast, and many churches will still do it. But are you going to be so comfortable at home that you say, well, I'll just stay at home and do it, or I'm not going to attend the service, or, yeah. you know, we haven't had Wednesday night service in a while. You know, you may say, I don't need it. I don't have to go to that. I didn't go through it the whole time during COVID, and that was fine. You know, there's a lot of times that, and a lot of things that people can get comfortable over, and, you know, it's just, it can be hard. I mean, I can see why it would be hard. I mean, but you have to get out of it and go. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get cold. And we've got plenty of examples of being comfortable in the Bible, and we're going to give a couple of those today. I want to start with one of the 12 disciples who got really, really comfortable, and it's after uh, Judas had betrayed Jesus, and he was being taken, and he was taken before the Sanhedrin, and they all just hid. They, They scattered. And one of them, in particular, was questioned by some people. And Jesus foretold this of him, that he was going to do this. Peter said, no, absolutely not. I, you, you, any of these other disciples, sure, but not me. I, I'm solely and focused on you, Lord. It will not happen. I will not deny you. So we see later on, before Jesus was mocked and beaten, we see Peter's denial of Jesus. And one of the reasons he denied Jesus not only because Jesus foretold it and it was going to happen, he got comfortable. So mm-hmm. they all ran and hid, and Peter hid, and he went in the midst of a group of people, and a fire was started. It was pretty warm and felt good, and Peter got real comfortable where he was at. And then he was questioned. There was, a, there was a maid there that was watching him, and she looked at him and was like, I know you've been with Jesus. I've seen you with him. I know you've been there. Jesus said, and you don't know what you're talking about. Or Peter said, you don't know what you're talking about. I've not been with this man. I haven't seen him in my entire life. You don't know what you're talking about. And that can happen when we get too comfortable. Mm-hmm. We don't push ourselves to know more about God. When that love for him kind of quiets down, we get really comfortable where we're at because things 
but we don't seem to need them as much right. because everything's gliding through and it's going good. And maybe right now in your life, you've gotten in the motion of just doing things because you don't have to really go to church on Sundays and maybe your job has gotten a little bit easier because you've gotten to stay at home. And it's just easier to worship God in your house right. and things become a little bit lackluster. And that can happen when we get comfortable. Yes. And it's easier when we're questioned, when we're put on the spot to deny Christ and to say, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't know. Uh, or if we're asked a tough question, you know, is homosexuality okay? Is this okay? Uh, is God is God really real? Can you give me evidence for that? Well, what does this say about, what does the Bible say about this thing or this thing? We don't know mm-hmm. because we've gotten comfortable. We're not spending that personal, devotional time to spend time with our Lord and Savior. And it shows when we get comfortable. Right. And I feel like a big thing that we can get comfortable with is sin. Mm -hmm. Sin is something that your worldly um, self loves, you know. It's what, that's why when you get saved, you know, you don't want to do that, you know. But even as a saved person, you still fall and you still get tempted. And I mean, sometimes maybe even harder than an unsaved person. Mm-hmm. But sin is a very comfortable thing for us to get into. And just like Peter, um, Peter went to a place, you know, I've always tried to imagine where he went there. I'm assuming it was a little place, people, maybe a shed, you know, in their time, maybe a couple bells of hay or something to sit on, something hey, comfortable, yo. yeah. And uh, a fire in the middle. I mean, I've always envisioned that to be a comfortable place. And that's how sin is. You can go out and sin happens in the most comfortable places. Like, um, for example, maybe you're at a bar, you know, maybe some, maybe you're drinking or you go to some kind of club or go to a place like that where you know you shouldn't be, but you're comfortable and it's a, it's a nice place to be and you're having fun at a party in college or, you know, wherever it may be, it's going to be comfortable. And when you go there, you can stay comfortable in your sin, but... Um, that's a place you need to be away from because just like Peter, he thought it was a good place to be. He's comfortable. He's safe here. But when right when somebody questioned him in his sin, you know, he falls. And mm-hmm. he realizes and that's how it be. Maybe you're at a bar, like I said, and somebody says, hey, don't you go to the church down the road? Or, hey, aren't you related to the preacher? Or, hey, mm-hmm. I thought, you know. And next thing you know, no, 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 that ain't me. No, no, no. I'm, yeah. you know, so yeah. being out in a place to where, you shouldn't be, you, yeah. you'll fall. And yeah. that's why I'm being comfortable in your sin is dangerous. Because it's hard to stand up for, for what, you, before you were comfortable in that, to what you were condemning. Right, yeah. Because you're in the middle of it. You can't just say, oh no, this is wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, it's the thing of monkey see, monkey do, or monkey see, but not as I do. You know, you can't just be in there and then, you know, act like a Christian right. because you're caught in what you're doing. Right. Uh, and there's a verse that uh, I, I noticed before we started this, and I mentioned it to you. Hebrews chapter 6 um, and verse 6. It says, As they shall fall away to renew them again under, under repentance, seeing they crucify themselves, the Son of God afresh, and put him to an open chain. Mm-hmm. Every time you do this, every time you do those things, every time you get comfortable, every time you deny Christ and you choose yourself, you're crucifying him over and over again. And that's something we don't think about. And in our in our comfort, in our in our laziness is what it is too, 
We don't think about those things. But, and like Sunday, we were talking about the prodigal son. The prodigal son, before he came home, he had to be humbled. And you can either make yourself humble and realize your sin and, and your comfort or you're in those dire situations, or God will make you humble. Right. And that's what he did to the prodigal son. And that's what he did to Peter when he denied Jesus because Peter realized when that, when that rooster crowed, he knew immediately what he had done right. and how he had, he had done the very thing that he had promised Jesus he was not going to do. Mm-hmm. And he went away and he wept and broke his heart. And, and we have to have that kind of contriteness of the heart in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And looking back at Peter doing that, um, I feel like that situation isn't just a matter of where he was at, but who he was with. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was with, I don't know if it, it doesn't really say who he was with. I think it was just people, wasn't it? Or does it specify? Uh, it specifies a maid okay. that noticed and two other people. That noticed him. Okay, so he was with some, I guess, townspeople. They weren't really anybody important. Yeah, these, these were not people of the Sanhedrin. Right. They yeah. were just there. Okay, so, you know, Peter wasn't with his disciples, or he wasn't, or not his disciples, but wasn't with the other disciples. Yeah, I mean, he, he was alone. He was yeah. alone. And uh, that can happen. I mean, that's why that's you should find... Uh, the proper friend group and proper people to hang out with. You know, that's mm-hmm. why you're supposed to stay with other Christians or, you know, and stay away from the danger and the trouble and danger. Because that's why when you go hanging out with people that are doing drugs or drinking alcohol or just doing wrong things in general, you'll start denying Christ and start to be more like them, just yeah. as Peter was. He wasn't with his disciples. I mean, if, if he would been with um, Paul or, you know, any of the other disciples with him, mm-hmm. there might have been a chance that he doesn't deny because he feels safe, he's got people with him. But yeah. when you um, venture out into sin with people that are very sinful in certain stuff, then it becomes harder and harder to live the life you need to live, and you're mm-hmm. going to fall. Yeah, iron sharpens iron. Yeah, and yeah, it's you don't. It's not that we're getting together to gang up on people. Right. It's being together as as a family and having the uh, mindset. Of focusing on Christ yes. and Peter here he didn't have that back those people backing him with that mindset of Jesus Christ he was by himself like, mm-hmm. like Forrest mentioned and that's something I, I never really focused on before and that's a really really good point in our lives we do need to that's one of the reasons for coming to church right. is to have that family and if you're if you're able to go to church and you don't you just decide to stay home because it's easier that is detrimental to your connection with with your Christian family and your friends oh, yeah. and and your faith, because then you're having to do those things all on your own. When you go into the work week, you don't have the energizer of Sunday to help renew your spirit and, and shift your focus onto where it should be. It stays where it was, and it keeps getting harder and harder. It just snowballs on you, mm-hmm. and it's harder and harder to stand for Christ the way you need to when you're in those situations and. You don't have that pick me up on Sunday and you know, on Wednesday in the middle of the week. Yeah, because I mean, Satan is as he's called the prince of this world. Mm-hmm. He's very dangerous, you know. And even for the closest follower to God, he it's sin is a very, very real issue, and it's going to make you fall no matter who you are. Yeah. And uh, I mean, 
if you don't have the people around you to help you, then it can, I mean, because think about it, when you're by yourself and you get tempted to sin, it is so much easier to give in to that temptation if you're by yourself than if you were with a group of friends that you go to church with or something that would say, hey, I'm here for you, you know, we don't need to do that or whatever, and then it's easier to resist. But if you're by yourself or you're with a group of people that you shouldn't be, it's a lot easier to fall into that temptation. Yep. So, I mean, yep. that's the importance of having a good, you know, group of people around you. A base. Yeah. Yep. And we're also not saying that you shouldn't have non-Christian friends and people around you. Right. Because those are the people you're going you're gonna to touch, and those are the people God has put them there so He can reach out to them through you. Mm-hmm. But we have to have that, that base of of a Christian family and brothers and sisters right. and, and friends that can help build us up to be ready for those situations mm-hmm. and to stay uncomfortable and to keep growing in, in our faith. And the third thing, I guess, is the second thing, but I jumped to another place. So the third thing is Revelation chapter 3. And, and Jesus Christ is addressing the churches here in the last day. And he's talking about uh, the church of Laodicea right here. And in verse 14, it says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou work cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with thyself, that they mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten, be zealous therefore and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So there it is right there for people who are comfortable. or You're not as hot as you once were for, for God, and you've grown lukewarm. And you think about what Jesus is saying right here. You don't want to eat lukewarm food, right, Forrest? Right. So, yeah, you don't. You just don't cook your food for, you know, supper, and then you wake up in the morning. It's been sitting out all all night, and you eat it for breakfast. Right. You don't do that. Mm-hmm. You put it in the fridge, or once you take it out of the fridge, you warm it up. Mm-hmm. You don't eat food that's lukewarm. Right. It's nasty. Yeah. It take it, it. It's not appetizing. I know a lot of foods that you eat them cold. Or you eat them hot, or mm-hmm. drinks that you drank warm, or you drank hot. But you know, I don't really know anything that says, "Oh, set it out on your table for twenty minutes and then eat it." You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't work like that. I mean, I've always got that vision for this verse. I don't know what you get or what anybody else out there gets, but the vision I've always got is just God. You know, being you know big in the sky or whatever with a big mouth. I've always just imagined Him. You know, drinking something and it tasting you know room temperature and Him just spitting it out. You know, I mm-hmm. just always imagine that because. You know, lukewarm, a drink that's lukewarm just doesn't taste as good, you know. As a Diet Coke fan myself, I don't know how many more people out there are Diet Coke fans, but as a Diet Coke fan myself, 
when it's cold, it's good. But when it sets out for, I don't know, 30, 40 minutes, it starts just tasting. I guess the fizz kind of goes out of mm-hmm. it and it gets kind of flat and it turns lukewarm. It's, it's just, like drinking syrup. Yeah, it's just nasty. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good about drinking. You know, it's just not good. And that's the way it is. I mean, if you're lukewarm, a lukewarm Christian, you just, it's just that taste of that Diet Coke sitting out for a while. It's just nasty. Mm-hmm. It, and he'll spew you out of thy mouth, as he says. He yeah. says it right there. And we see in verse 17, it says, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. There are a lot of people, and if you're comfortable, you have this mindset. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't need anything. I've got everything I need. I've got a home, I've got a car, I've got, got food, I've got water, or a lot of other drinks I can buy. I've got, you know, I've got money. Mm-hmm. But what you don't know when you're lukewarm or who you lost is you're wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Right. You're not. You don't have the things that Christ deems necessary. Yes. And that's when we're comfortable, we can get that. And that's Satan as well. It, it's one of his greatest tools. Like I said, is keeping people comfortable. And because if you're comfortable, it's like living in a jail cell. If if you're in a jail cell and it's just got these cushions everywhere and you got a nice warm blanket and you got TV and you got video games and yeah. you got all the foods you could ever want. Blackout Why would you want to get out? <laughs> yeah. You know? And that's, that's what he's saying right here. Right. But little do you know, you're in a jail cell. Yeah. You're, you're captive to these things. They're keeping you from what I want you to be. And that was his message yeah. to the Laodiceans. Just like, uh, I don't know if you know much about Al Capone, what happened to him. He was, I mean, everybody knows, you know, Al mm-hmm. Capone, yeah. this mafia boss, but that he got caught and put in jail for years, mm-hmm. and his cell was nice. Like, he had his nice bed, he had nice everything, his TV, could, yeah. stuff that he could run his business with. He mm-hmm. like People could come in and out, and he could do stuff to run his business. And it was like, I guess, kind of a, a deal to where, hey, we're going to keep you off the streets to where you won't be doing the really bad stuff, you know, against yeah. us. But you're going to be in this cell, and you can still do stuff. You know, I thought right. like I said is, you know, Satan allows us, you know, to keep going to church and keep doing everything. But we get lukewarm. He'll kind of allow our hearts to get to where, oh, I'm not, I don't feel like I can go talk to this person, or I don't feel like I can share the word, or what. You know, you just go to church, you go home, you go back to church next week. You know, and mm-hmm. that's about how it is. You still get to do some stuff, but Satan's got to cap your heart captive, and you know, it takes not your full use. Yeah. yeah, a lot of power. The last thing, last couple things uh, we want to look at, verses 19 and 20. It says, Me as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. So verse 19, if you're God's and you're lukewarm, he's going to warm you up mm-hmm. whether you like it or not. Right. Or he's, he's going to show you where you're wrong. Right. And like we said earlier, you either humble or God will make you humble. Mm-hmm. You either get yourself woke, woke up to this, wake yourself up, or God will wake you up. And I would much rather wake myself up. And I've been in some situations where God has woken me up to a few things, and it's, it's not fun. Right. And it's that chastisement. But that chastisement is out of love mm-hmm. and protection for me. And that's the same way it'll be. For you who are comfortable and you decide to just stay that way. Mm-hmm. When you are chastised, it's because of God's love for you. But remember that right here, he's standing at the door and he's knocking. Right. 
and he want he wants to be with you but it's man's responsibility to to open the door yes and, and to come back to him and to be lit on fire again because like we've said over and over he doesn't want you comfortable because then you're no use you're not pushing yourself or and you're not in a place of where you of extreme conviction mm-hmm. where you're just out living in the world and doing whatever you want to do you're just kind of right in the middle floating along and that and if you're saved that's a really really bad place to be right and you know sometimes God will use like you said that chastisement chastisement you know to a point to where it's very uncomfortable mm-hmm. I mean just like you preached on this past Sunday about the prodigal son um, the son left his father's house with a lot of money and just stuff he wanted to do and a feeling of freedom he goes out and he loses everything and now he's eating out of the pig pen you know with pigs you know which is like you said very unclean for Jewish culture and unclean for our culture too just by looking at how nasty pigs are but uh, the thing the fact is that I don't know if you can go any lower than that I mean mm-hmm. eating out of a pig pen with pigs just imagine yeah, that, that for was, a second that was Christ's way of portraying that's as low as he can yeah, go. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the cold, as we were using, cold hard truth, you know. That uh just sometimes if God cannot get you to say, Okay, God, I'll I'll do it, you know, then he might he'll take you low if he he'll has to. You. He'll break you, yeah. And it's gonna be uncomfortable sometimes. It's gonna be something that you're gonna be thinking, Why God? Why am I going through this? You know, this is mm-hmm. not fair. This is why would you put me through this, you know? But Sometimes he has to do that to get you to see, okay, God, I understand. He'll strengthen your yeah. faith for you. Right. He's, and you can either strengthen it now and while, you know, things are going good. Because when you're comfortable, things are going good. Like we're not, we aren't denying that things may be going good for you. But in that goodness, you can praise and worship the Lord right. and grow closer to him. Because there are going to come hard times where you're going to have to grow closer to him if you're going to want to make it through. That's something these, what we've been doing in this um, podcast today, um, this might not go with the topic as much, but I was just going to say that I just love how God uses the comparisons and the parables, if you will, to mm-hmm. explain stuff. He could so easily in the Bible have just said, um, Straightforward. Yeah, you, you need to be a, well, I mean, in good follower for me, you don't need to just be comfortable. You know, you got to keep going, you know. But he talks about being lukewarm and spewing out of your mouth. And it helps us see that. And then the parable, you know, of the prodigal son just shows what can happen, you know. And I, I just love, personally, how mm-hmm. God gives us so many obvious examples saying, well, that's what can happen, you know. As opposed to, well, I wonder what would happen. It's just, mm-hmm. I think it's so cool to see how obvious it can be. And that's why the Bible... It's such a good book for anyone to read. You know, and I just want to say to anybody out there, if you're a Christian that's been on fire for the Lord for your whole life and you're 50 or 60 years old, or if you just, uh, you know, got saved yesterday or just started, you know, being interested. And you might not have been saved, but you just now started being interested and in mm-hmm. learned about God's Word. It's the Bibles for everybody. There's so much in there that you can look at even being a new follower that can show you, okay, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be a big theologian to say, well, what does this mean? Hmm, you know, look at it for a year or two. You know, you can be a new Christian and say, okay, so this is what it means. This is how I need to live. This is what being a lukewarm Christian is. This is what being on fire for the Lord mm-hmm. means. And it's just, I think that's so cool how God 
portrays stuff in such a simple way if you just look at it, really. And speaking of the prodigal son, in Luke, when he's going over these over these parables, he gave three in a row that talk about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so the first one was the lost sheep. And there was a sheep that went astray, and he asked, if not any of you, if you've ever had any sheep, would you not leave the 99 to go get the one? Right. And, you know, the Father does the same thing for us. And is there not, you know, celebration when one sinner comes home more so than 99 just persons that don't right. need repentance? And then he goes into the lost coin, and a woman's uh, lost a coin that uh, she loves dearly. And she looks and looks and looks and looks. She finally finds it, and she's celebrating, and she's showing everybody, look what I found. And then he goes into the prodigal son, which is a much more in-depth version and um, more uh, layered than the other ones. But like I said, the parables. And in that time, not everybody understood those. The way those were understood were the people that were the poor and the not-so-fortunate, mm-hmm. like shepherds who would understand the lost sheep. They didn't make money, you know, when they when in during that time period. So the the Pharisees didn't understand this stuff. The rich people didn't understand this stuff. And the disciples, most of the time, they had to get the meaning from Christ himself. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason Jesus spoke in those. But as we move on, uh, we want to ask the question again, are you comfortable? And uh, what was the verse you mentioned before we started? It says, search me out. Search me, God, know my ways, and you know where I failed you. Uh, I believe it's in Psalm. Mm-hmm. We need to ask that of ourselves and ask God that in our lives to right. show us where we've been comfortable or where we failed Him, mm-hmm. and that's something that we we need to reflect on ourselves yes. because that's how those things get fixed. You have to admit you have a problem before you can fix a problem, right. yeah. and it you can be totally on fire for God, but there's still room. For improvement, yes, because there this is, is a journey. It's it's a long run, not mm-hmm. a race. Right. It's it's not, or it's a race, but it's not not a hundred meter dash to the end. It's not live fast and die. Right, Rome mm-hmm. wasn't built in a day. No, and that's some. Yeah. I mean, they could have went for a few years, and it probably would have been a huge spectacle. But they kept working and kept working. Mm-hmm. The bigger it gets, the better it is, and that's how your life is. You know, you might be a fairly strong Christian, but you can keep growing and keep growing and keep growing. There's always room. For improvement, as you said. Yeah. And, and Christ has told us that we need to take up our cross daily. Mm-hmm. This is not a just, you know, whatever you want to do, it, whenever you feel like it, this is an all-the-time thing. Because our job is to show others the love that Christ has given us. And when you see that love worked out in your own life, you're much more apt to show others that love. Right. And, there are going to be hard times, and there are going to be rough times. Uh, whether those times are directly just seem bad, you know, something bad happens, like somebody close to you passes away, or you've gotten in a car wreck, or there are times when, which it's not really bad right now, just being made fun of for your faith. Right. Because there are a lot of, I mean, Christians were fed the lines under mm-hmm. Roman rule. Yes. But there are going to be times where you've got to stand up for your faith. And you need to be ready and give an answer mm-hmm. and to be able to stand strongly in that. Definitely. And to know your content, know the Lord, and he'll lead you in the way that you need to go. So that is it from us today. Are you comfortable? Thank you for listening. Tell other people about us. 
give messages, talk to us, things that you want us to cover, things that you want us to talk about. We're open to anything. Yeah. And uh, just stay tuned, too, yeah. because we've got some more episodes coming up that I feel excited about. And we've got some, as we mentioned in the introduction, we didn't lie. We're, we've been it. We're going to have some guests pretty soon. Mm-hmm. We're still trying to get up on our feed, but we're going to have some guests pretty soon. And I promise you guys that you will not want to miss some of our guests. They are going to be some great men of God. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that I'm so excited to get to hear and get to ask questions on our podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to get to hear as well. So just stay tuned and, you know, stay excited. Stay on fire for the Lord and don't be lukewarm. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you.